this is Claire Cook, and you are listening to The Natural Mama Podcast. On today's episode, I've invited Jenny Hoagland, a certified classical homeopath, to share her expertise on homeopathy. What is homeopathy, you may ask? Well, she'll let us know all about that and how homeopathy compares to conventional medicine. On this episode, we also talk about natural remedies for postpartum mood disorders, chronic anxiety, and even more acute things like mastitis or teething in your little one. So I am very happy to welcome Jenny Hoagland to the show. Welcome, Jenny. Thank you. I'm so happy to be here. Let's just dive right into it from the get-go. You are a certified classical homeopath. So tell me, first of all, about yourself and how you got to this point. But what exactly does that mean, a certified classical homeopath? What is that? Sure. So a certified classical homeopath is a classical homeopath, a a homeopath that has been through a specific training. For me, it was four years at the Northwestern Academy of Homeopathy in Minneapolis, and also sitting for a certification exam. The Council for Homeopathic Certification is a U.S. organization that certifies homeopaths and holds them to a standard of ethics and practice and is a you know yearly recertification process. So to back up though a little bit, and give you some of my history of how I became a homeopath. Um, My journey with homeopathy started about 20 years ago when I was having some seasonal allergies. I was at Whole Foods and picked up a remedy Mm -hmm. thinking, well, I'll give this a try. And it really helped a lot. And I was so intrigued because, you know, I've never been one to really take a lot of medication or want to go the medical route. And so I, I was intrigued at that point. And Then I became pregnant and was really struggling with a lot of fatigue. I'd always struggled with fatigue, brain fog, lethargy my whole life. And I, in pregnancy decided, you know, I need some help because I want to be able to parent effectively. I want to be able to feel better and found out that homeopathy is really totally safe for pregnancy, breastfeeding, you know, even babies. So after I started seeing a professional homeopath for constitutional care, I, I felt so much better. I was much more energetic, had less brain fog, less fatigue, just more engaged in life. And I was so interested and I really wanted to find out more about homeopathy. And when I did, I, I learned, you know, a lot about the history of homeopathy, a lot about how it differs from conventional medicine, which I think we'll talk about today. And then I decided to sign up for homeopathy school and ended up um, enrolling right before my daughter was born. So that's amazing. So you started this journey during your pregnancy. I did. Yes. That's really cool. So let's talk a little bit more about homeopathy and what it means and where it came from and the history of that. Right. A lot of people think that homeopathy means holistic and they use those terms interchangeably. But what many people don't know about homeopathy is that it's actually 
a very specific branch of holistic medicine that was developed over 200 years ago. Um, it's not a new age modality. It is a very, again, specific branch of holistic medicine that was developed in Germany in the late 1700s by a physician named Samuel Hahnemann, who was very disgusted with the barbaric medical practices of the time, you know, mercury treatments, bloodletting, leeches, And he developed this system based on the theory that like cures like, which means that a substance that would cause symptoms in its raw form in a healthy person, it can be used in a very diluted form or homeopathic form to help somebody who's sick with those same symptoms. So he developed this entire body of what we call materia medica and developed remedies and developed this whole practice of of homeopathic medicine that was very, very popular, but made some people mad, especially the apothecaries and the pharmacies, because he was recommending tiny, tiny amounts of medicine instead of these, you know, big amounts of multiple medications. I don't know if this sounds familiar. Yeah, it <laughs> right? sounds way too familiar. <laughs> and so there was, a, you know, there was sort of from the get-go a fight between the allopaths or the, you know, the old school conventional <laughs> orthodox doctors and homeopaths. And that, you know, has continued throughout the last couple hundred years. Homeopathy has you know, been the target of a lot of misinformation and um, attack because of that very reason today, homeopathy eliminates the need for a lot of pharmaceutical medications. And, you know, certain groups don't like that. Yeah, big pharma is probably not a fan of homeopathy. (laughs) Well, no, not at all. And another fact that a lot of people don't know is that the American Medical Association was actually formed in part to get rid of homeopaths. Um, Because at the beginning of the 1900s, end of the 1800s, many, many of the medical colleges in the United States had homeopathic components. And so there was a big push to get homeopathy out of the way so that medicine could move forward as a business model to sell pharmaceutical drugs. And that's where we are today Mm -hmm. with a, you know, a medical model that favors profits over patient wellness. And homeopathy is the exact opposite of that. Totally opposite. So is that kind of why conventional doctors and conventional medicine is against homeopathy is because it's so accessible and it's so easy and it's so, um, it's so simple and it's so cheap. Like what is, right. is that the big fight or what else is going on there? Well, it's a systemic issue that has many components. Um, one of the first things that drew me into homeopathy was reading uh, the book Science of Homeopathy by George Vithulkis. And it talked about how conventional medicine is afflicted with what we call an ego sickness. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's based on the ego of the physician rather than the wellness of the patient many times. And this is a sort of a patriarchal approach that permeates Western conventional medicine, this idea of authoritarian medicine. I'm right. You're going to listen to me and do what I say. And if you have any questions, then you are wrong. You are, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm going to laugh at you or deride you for your questions. And so that right away piqued my interest because I had always felt that whenever I was 
uh, you know, kind of in the doctor's office. And this isn't to say that all doctors are ego sick, right? It's a problem with the system. They may not even realize that that's what they're stemming from, but that is how they act. Um, Just going back to comparing homeopathy with conventional medicine, um, we've talked a little bit about the history of the two. Now, how do we see that in our daily lives? Like how can, how can people feel comfortable using a homeopathic approach whenever we've been so conditioned to follow a conventional medical route? That's a really great question because we live in a culture and a society that is very anti, right? All you have to do is turn on the news. It's anti this, anti that with medicine, antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, you know, steroids to stop our body's natural reactions. But In homeopathy, we understand that every symptom the body produces is an effort to achieve and maintain homeostasis. And so symptoms are not the disease. Conventional medicine treats symptoms as the disease and seeks to generally, you know, eradicate the symptom and then, oh, you're cured. But really what happens, you know, and homeopaths understand that when we just remove a symptom without diving deeper and understanding what's happening on a, on a deeper energetic level, um, we remove the vehicle for expression of the imbalance and we end up doing a big disservice to the whole person because symptoms are always going to express on the the system with the least amount of impact, right? A rash Mm -hmm. is less impactful than a mental illness or, you know, a circulatory issue or asthma. Uh, But what happens with conventional medicine is we, you know, use steroid cream to suppress the eczema or we, you know, do surgery to remove tonsils or adenoids. And, a lot of times end up just removing the vehicle for expression. And then the disease goes a little deeper into the system and shows up as a different illness, different set of symptoms. And that said, we're all trying to do the best we can as parents, right? So if you've treated your child's rash with steroids because of the advice of your doctor, you haven't ruined their health forever, but it's just good to know that there's no real magic cure. Everything comes with a price tag when it comes to conventional medicine. And so the reason I love homeopathy so much is that it can really gently help support the whole system as we unwind these layers. And, you know, I just love that deeper understanding that holistic approach that views the the mind and body as a whole. Absolutely. And I am right there with you. I see so often doctors wanting to treat just the symptoms. I've been a victim of that myself. For example, I went to see a dermatologist because after I had Mateo, I had, I definitely had hormonal imbalances and I was having acne, which I had never had my entire life. And so I went to a doctor basically to be like, just to know as a dermatologist, you're seeing this on my face. It's obviously something's going on on a deeper level. And this is the expression of what's going on. What in your opinion is going on and how can I fix that? And she could not even give me anything close to an answer. All she wanted to do was look through her tablet and see which medication she could call in. And I was like, hello, I'm breastfeeding still. She's like, oh, well, you can't. So at the end of this meeting with her or the the appointment, I left with nothing. I left with no answers. I left with more questions. And she, even what she could do was just prescribe something she couldn't do because I was breastfeeding. So she couldn't do anything for me. And I was paying her how much? How much do we pay in insurance? How much do I pay for a consult? So I leave very frustrated whenever doctors are just trying to treat the symptoms 
whenever what I want to know is what is going on within my body and how can I fix that so I'm not dealing with acne or I'm not dealing with pain here or there, or I'm not dealing with hair loss or whatever it is that you're dealing with. So I really appreciate the idea in homeopathy of not just treating the symptoms, but really treating the root of the problem so that you no longer have expressions of that problem. Yeah, that's what I love about homeopathy too. And, you know, I'd like to explain a little bit about how homeopathy works uh, in terms of treating the root problem. So it's very different from even going to a naturopath or a, you know, I, I talk to a lot of people who've gone to a practitioner where a parasite or a, you know, yeast or something is identified in that way. And they're given supplements to address that. Homeopathy Mm -hmm. is not that that's a different branch of, you know, natural medicine. But what homeopathy does is really understands that at the root of every symptom, every disease is an energetic imbalance. So it's a layer deeper than the chemical layer that, you know, the chemical level that conventional medications are aimed at. Homeopathy is able to address the dynamic or energetic level of an individual and give a homeopathic remedy that stimulates the mind and body to heal themselves versus treating symptoms with medication, or sometimes symptoms can be treated with supplements, even though they're natural, it can be somewhat of an allopathic approach when we're just taking a medication to get rid of a fungus or get rid of a yeast. It's not addressing the susceptibility In homeopathy, we understand that every disease, whether it's mental, emotional, physical, is caused by a susceptibility in the person. And when we can energetically address that susceptibility, that's when major, deep, permanent healing can occur. And that's why I became a homeopath, because I've never seen a healing modality that acts as deeply and as permanently as homeopathy can. Okay. And so when you're talking about energetic healing, you're not necessarily talking about like your aura or your chakras, but you're talking more about on an actual scientific level, like basic physics is your, the atom is made up of energetic molecules. And you're talking about like the very, very core, the nucleus of a cell, like the energetic nucleus of a cell. Well, one of the you know, arguments against homeopathy is actually proving to be one of its, you know, strengths that it's being shown to have in scientific research, because, you know, one of the arguments for a long time has been, well, homeopathic remedies are so diluted, all they are is water. But what's happening now is in the scientific research, uh, homeopathic remedies are being shown to have nanoparticles, nanostructures, they are working on a level that conventional chemical medications slash conventional science aren't interested in finding out about because it collapses the whole paradigm and the whole system of chemical medication that our conventional medical system is centered around. You know, I'm not a quantum physicist, but what I can say is that it's something beyond the, yeah, the chemical reactions that are happening when you take a pharmaceutical drug. Homeopathic remedies work on a much more intricate deep and broad level. Mm -hmm. And they're able to vibrationally affect a person. So everything is a vibrational resonance. You, me, the the couch I'm sitting on, my dog sitting next to me here, we're all essentially molecules vibrating at a certain resonance. And a homeopathic remedy is essentially a dose of a vibrational resonance that helps move you from a kind of a stuck 
energetic place where you're reacting out of a stress response that isn't serving you into a more balanced place where you can respond and react to life as it is actually happening rather than from a, a place of stuckness. That's a main complaint of many people I help with anxiety and depression is that, you know, my life is great. I should be happy, but I keep having this fight or flight or this stress response and homeopathy can help so much with that. Yes. So we're talking about like a lot of the molecular level of how homeopathy works. And I want to zoom out a little bit to have a clearer mindset of homeopathy in our daily life. And the way I'm thinking about it, tell me if I'm right or wrong here is that the background of homeopathy, the the phrase that could define it really is like treats like. Is that what you said? Yes. Okay, so like treats like. We as humans are natural organic beings. We're made up of water, we're made up of carbon, we're made up of natural components that we share these components with planet Earth and in the universe, really. And if we're trying to treat our bodies and put our bodies into balance through synthetic, unnatural, non-organic purposes or methods, it may not necessarily work. So it makes sense that as natural beings, we use natural-like substances to treat ourselves because it's just part, I just feel like that's like on a grand scheme of things, that's how we fit into this natural world that we live in and everything that we need to heal ourselves is all around us rather than something created in a lab. I mean that their medicine does have its purposes, of course, but I'm just thinking, trying to think on like a grand scheme of how we fit into this and how homeopathy is made for us. Well, I think it is, you know, like you said, stepping back and observing the whole person. Uh, you know, conventional medicine is very invested in treating parts and pieces and, you know, not seeing the whole. We see one doctor for our arthritis and another doctor for our headaches, and they don't talk to each other. They don't even know a lot of times the medication that the other one has prescribed. Mm -hmm. And so in homeopathy, it's understanding that everything happening within an individual is part of the whole picture. And talking about energy and the way it manifests often it is you know trauma generational mm -hmm. trauma that gets passed down epigenetically so mm -hmm. again not going to the layer or the level of what's happening with each strand of dna in your system but zooming out to look at the overall picture epigenetic means above genetics right what's mm -hmm. the bigger picture and what has been passed down in terms of trauma responses you know, our ancestors went through, you know, some could say more traumatic experiences than we did. And a lot of times these traumatic experiences will imprint vibrationally on a family line and get passed down through generations. And so we will live our lives kind of still stuck in that stress response, reacting to our life as if the previous situation were still going on. And mm -hmm. this has been proven scientifically in, you know, experiments with, with mice where they are exposed to the scent of cherry blossoms and shocked at the same time. Of course, you know, they'll develop that Pavlovian response where they flinch at the smell of cherry blossoms. But what they also found in these experiments is that three generations of mice were born with a flinch response to the scent of cherry blossoms, never having been shocked. Wow. So we can see that trauma responses are something that our system produces 
in a, in a best effort to help us, right? It's a little, it causes some symptoms and some, you know, limitations sometimes. But when we can understand, again, that whole picture and what the system is doing, the outer proportion responses, you know, along with all the physical symptoms, this is, this is the breadth and the scope of homeopathy. And that's why I, I love to explain it in this way. It can help these deeply ingrained patterns that limit us in a big, big way. Yes. And so one of your main focuses, you as a classical homeopath, people come to you obviously to help with their issues. And one of the main issues that you specialize in are postpartum mood disorders or postpartum and depression and postpartum anxiety and other things on that spectrum. So can you tell us a little bit more about what you do as a classical homeopath on a day-to-day basis and what type of clients you see? Yes. What I really love about helping people suffering with postpartum mood disorders is, you know, postpartum depression, anxiety, these aren't diseases that you catch, right? It's not like a a germ that you pick up. Typically, it's a heightening of a, you know, anxiety or depression that somebody has always had a tendency to. Mm -hmm. But because childbirth and becoming a parent for the first time is such a traumatic thing, even though it's great, it's really stressful a lot of times and can push us, you know, tip us into, you know, this uncompensated state of anxiety or depression or whatever it is uh, that we're unable to cope with because the situation is different than it's ever been. It's a great time for me to come in then because I can see so clearly the state that someone is in. It's very easy to find a homeopathic remedy. Time after time after time, I hear new moms come to me and say, you know, I just want to be able to enjoy this time with my baby, but instead I'm, you know, plagued with intrusive thoughts or crippling anxiety or depression and homeopathy is able to restore so much well-being and bring a person to a better place than they were previously. So it's not about just like taking the edge off. Mm-hmm. Homeopathy is able to help in so many cases where, you know, medication isn't effective. The person doesn't want to take medication or they are on medication. Homeopathy still works and it can help so that then they can work with their doctor to come down from the medication if that's what they want. Okay. Interesting. So again, like you had said before, homeopathic remedies are safe during pregnancy, during breastfeeding as well. Are there any particular homeopathic remedies that should be avoided during pregnancy or breastfeeding or is everything safe? Well, in general, you know, you want to avoid trying to self-diagnose and treat for things like anxiety, depression, any chronic illness you want to see a professional for, not because a remedy would hurt you, but because it's next to impossible to find a remedy to help with a deep-seated ailment. Uh, we have a whole, you know, world of acute remedies that are really helpful for things like mastitis, uh, baby issues, whether it's colic, teething, fevers, coughs, colds. In fact, I have an online course where I teach, you know, parents and families to use homeopathy at home for everyday ailments. It's really, really helpful. So in general, no, remedies are completely safe for babies breastfeeding, pregnancy, they're not going to cause any side effects or symptoms. They don't cause side effects in general in anybody. But again, really important to know how to use remedies 
educate yourself about using them acutely at home if you're interested in that. And also if it's for a chronic issue, you definitely want to see a professional because, you know, we don't self-prescribe antidepressants for ourselves. Right. You know, we can't see ourselves objectively is basically what it comes down to. Yeah, definitely. So women who come in with postpartum depression or anxiety, how do they know the difference and how do they know what, or how do you know how to help them? The neat thing about seeing a homeopath is the diagnosis or the label isn't as important as what your individual experience is. So I spend 90 minutes with each new client, understanding every aspect of them, you know, their physical health, their physical symptoms, and also what is their experience of the anxiety? Because we don't treat based on labels or diagnosis. In fact, homeopaths don't treat or diagnose any disease we help support the patient. And when you can find a remedy that matches the whole of who a person is, it helps support that vital force, as we call it in homeopathy, to come into balance. And then all mental, emotional, physical symptoms improve. So it's really just a matter of me understanding, okay, what is anxiety like for you? What is it exactly that you experience? What makes you feel better or worse? right? I could have a hundred patients with postpartum anxiety or depression and every person would need a different remedy based on them as an individual. I love that. It's so it's, that is truly individualized medicine, individualized treatment as it should be, because we are all very unique individuals with unique histories, unique experiences, unique, you know, generational trauma. And you know, I asking you that question, I'm like, what if someone comes in with postpartum anxiety? You can just tell that I am trained to think so like in this box of conventional medicine. I'm like, okay, if someone has this label, how do you treat it? But that is not how you work. So my questions aren't even, (laughs) they're not even like, I need to think on your level. So I think a lot of people do that though. A lot of people want a specific answer, a specific diagnosis, a specific label to almost like make themselves feel better. And um, because it's a quick fix, it's a quick answer, instead of digging deep and saying, you know what, what am I experiencing? Like you said, and you help your clients or your patients really dig deep and maybe they haven't dug deep enough within to understand themselves and what they are actually experiencing whenever someone else just told them, oh, that sounds like anxiety, you know? so you really work with a patient or a client and you really bring them well really like homeopathy i mean you bring them to a place to allow for self-healing right exactly right that's super perceptive i think that you would like make that connection because it's so true just being with a patient in that setting and sitting with them in their experience is often so healing. We say that the the intake is the first dose of the remedy because we're, you know, in our culture, it's always like, okay, what's wrong? Let's get rid of it. Mm -hmm. Oh, you're anxious. Let's get rid of it. We judge every emotion that we have as inappropriate and something to be gotten over or amputated or fixed when really the true power I have found comes with expanding our capacity to be in whatever is happening at the moment. And essentially a remedy helps us do that. It helps change our relationship with what's going on so that 
you know, we can be more at ease. And paradoxically, when we're, when we release resistance to where we are in the moment, it passes through, you know, when we release resistance to to the anxiety we're feeling in the moment and we say, okay, I can just feel anxious today. No problem. I'm just going to do my day and be anxious. It oftentimes will pass through much more quickly than when we, you know, look at it and say, oh my God, why am I anxious? What's happening with me? I I shouldn't be anxious. And we get into that cycle of self-judgment. It reminds me of the fear, tension, pain cycle that occurs during childbirth is like, you're afraid of, you know, whatever triggers are causing fear. And then you become anxious and you start dwelling in that anxiety and you start kind of going deep into your mind and losing touch with your physical self. And that's whenever you start experiencing pain during childbirth. It's the fear, tension, pain cycle. And so, like you said, if you can step back or just accept what's going on and like be in the moment, then you don't have, you're not fighting, you're not creating all this tension and you're, you're letting things happen. And a lot of the symptoms or pain or issues can kind of subside if you just let go and just fall into the moment and and be there. Right. Yeah. Perfect sense. I mean, that's exactly right. But Oftentimes we are so, you know, when it comes to something like a a chronic anxiety or depression or something like that, we're so, you know, in this mental loop, you know, Mm -hmm. that it's hard to break out of that. And And that's where the homeopathic remedy comes in. The homeopathic remedy is that stimulation to our system. It's kind of like holding up a mirror saying, oh gosh, I've been stuck in this loop. Let me push pause. It gives us somehow that space to start creating new neural pathways where we can start to have different thoughts and then therefore have different experiences. And and I'm talking about, you know, Mm -hmm. chronic issues, whether they're mental, emotional, or physical, they all have a component in the mind, Mm -hmm. you know, not in the sense that we're making them up, but we get used to, and we get kind of addicted to these stress thought patterns. And so when we can start to break that, homeopathy just gives us a kind of a leg up. It helps. It helps a lot. Okay. That's awesome. I did the course. Yeah. Coming home to homeopathy. Coming home to homeopathy. I did it a while ago. What is it? Three or four videos? Four sessions. Yep. Four sessions where you, oh my gosh, you are the best teacher, first of all. Thank you. If any of my listeners are interested in anything we're talking about, I encourage them to go to your website, which is oaklandhomeopathy.com. And then I'm on Instagram too, the enlightened homeopath and my course is accessible through either. You go into so much detail and depth that we really could talk for hours about right now, (laughs) but you really make it so clear and so easy to follow to where I felt and feel empowered to you know, I feel confident in my knowledge now to get a certain homeopathic remedy for myself or for my son, based on what you have taught me through that, through those modules, through your course. So I loved that. That was incredible. Um, But there are definitely people who should not be self-treating and people with chronic illnesses or chronic experiences or really chronic symptoms, which actually are just chronic expressions of a deeper issue. So 
For example, if I were a patient, which this is reality, and I don't know if homeopathy could treat this or not, so I'm just going to throw it at you. So when I started out breastfeeding, I really did have recurring mastitis, and I know a lot of that had to do with the physical, you know, evacuation of the milk from the breast and what whatnot, but something like that, would that be something that homeopathy could address or? Yeah, definitely. Um, you could certainly try a homeopathic remedy. So I know in my course, and I, and I want to say too about my course coming home to homeopathy is that I teach you how to use acute remedies at home for things like coughs, colds, occasional mastitis, fevers, all of these issues. It's much different than using homeopathy to, again, treat a chronic issue. But for something, you know, mastitis is, it's not chronic when you're not breastfeeding, right? Right. So I would say it's fair game to try one of the remedies that we talk about in the course. One of the top remedies we use in homeopathy is phytolaca. This is a remedy with an amazing affinity for the glands. And so you'll have hardening of the glands, shooting pains. Uh, It's a great one to try. And it's a remedy you can get at Whole Foods or a co-op. You know, I generally recommend people try a couple of pellets three times a day for three or four days. And often it really helps move that mastitis through. Um, Another remedy is Hepar Sulf that we talked about in the course as well. And that remedy can help when there's like a discharge of pus or, you know, fever, more ill presentation than the phytolaca, but, Mm -hmm. you know, learning just a few things about different remedies, you can see are just in that example of those two, there's a different presentation, right? So we're not treating the mastitis. We are giving a homeopathic Mm -hmm. remedy that supports the individual experiencing the mastitis and how we know which remedy to give is by the particular symptoms. And it runs completely through the whole system of medicine. What are the particular symptoms with the fever what is a fever like? What are, what are the symptoms of the teething? What is the vomiting or diarrhea like? What is the cough or cold like? Very specific. And that's what allows homeopathy to be so effective is that high, high level of individualization. Absolutely. I remember whenever my son Mateo was teething and you saw a video of him acting, well, teething and being yes. very whiny and clinging to me. And I was like, oh my God, what do I do? So you were like, Clara, if he's teething, if he's more like whining and crying and how did you explain it? You gave me two options, chamomile and pulsatilla, I think. Yeah. Yes. Those two. And, but you were very clear on how is the teething presented? So can you explain the two options you had given me and what you told me? Yes. That's a great example. Uh, So a our top teething remedy is chamomilla. And this remedy is great when the child is really irritable, angry, fussy, demanding, wanting to be carried around and really hard to please, hard to console. And, you know, the caregiver will feel really frustrated. Like, oh my gosh, I've done everything I can for you. Why aren't you happy? They'll ask for something and then throw it. Just this very demanding Mm -hmm. capriciousness, we call it. That remedy is chamomilla and it can help so much to help the child feel more at ease because what's happening is this great sensitivity to pain and they want something to distract them from the pain. Another remedy that we use sometimes is pulsatilla. It can be when a cold accompanies teething. They're very, very whiny and clingy and crying and whining. Uh, They can have green snot. 
uh, thick mucus, sometimes a junky cough, you know, this can all accompany teething because during teething, you're uh, a little bit more susceptible to illness because your body's doing this great big job. And so your immune system is, you know, knocked down a few pegs. Anyway, you can see the difference of those situations, right? Angry, irritable, demanding versus whiny, clingy, crying. Mm -hmm. It's a subtle difference, but it's a very important one in remedy selection. Definitely. And if I were to ask a regular doctor about this, I'd say, I think my son is teething. He'd say, oh, he's teething, take Motrin or give him Tylenol. And which is fine. I mean, you know, everyone has the right to make their own decisions and whatever. But I really like that homeopathy forces you to pay attention to yourself or to your child and really know what's going on with them. Because I just think it's it sets us up to be better parents in general. I mean, we should all be that way, but sometimes it's easy to not be that way because we live in this fast world and we just want, you know, labels and treatments. But um, actually what you just described now with the like little mucus and maybe a little cough and kind of whiny and clingy type teething with the pulsatilla, mm-hmm. is, am I yes. saying that right? Pulsatilla. Yep. I think I need to give Mateo that now because he has a molar that just broke through and he's totally, he's now experiencing a different type of teething than what we talked about like a few months ago. Oh, sure. And so I'm seeing the difference now and I'm going to try that. Yeah, give it a try. Definitely. So can you just give like a little bullet point list of the main things that you treat in your clients? Yeah, so... First of all, homeopathy, we don't treat any illnesses, right? Sorry, <laughs> no, no. I keep, I know, I'm like trying to just. No, no, no. it's okay. I just Sorry. have to say that for my own, you know, well-being in terms of, you know, homeopaths can be really targeted mm-hmm. for treating quote unquote illnesses because the medical association and the medical establishment really has a monopoly on treating anything. Mm-hmm. And so I have to be really careful about what I say. Luckily, it really aligns with the integrity of homeopathy because we don't essentially treat any illnesses. We help support people. And really, there's such a broad range, you know, like we were talking about helping people acutely with issues like coughs, colds, hand, foot, mouth, fever is one area where homeopathy shines really well. But where I specialize in is helping people with mental, emotional issues, postpartum anxiety, depression, uh, anxiety, depression in general, obsessive compulsive disorder. I help a lot of people with hormonal issues, period problems, Mm. uh, chronic fatigue, gosh, autoimmune issues, arthritis, things like asthma, uh, behavior disorders in kids, eczema, there's really not a lot that homeopathy can't help with because we see each person as an individual and seek to understand what's happening with them on the whole. And life as a human is very stressful. There's a rare person that can't benefit from some energetic fine tuning. Mm-hmm. Wow. You're like a master healer. <laughs> well. I don't know about that. You were a medicine woman in a past life. I'm in practice, right? It's a, it's a practice, we call it. So we strive to get better every day. That's awesome. Okay, so how do your clients work with you with COVID right now? And how would like my followers or my listeners be able to 
reach you? Because I'm sure a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, I need to talk to her. I need I need Jenny in my life. So how do people reach you? How do people connect with you? Well, I'm all on all virtual on Zoom. I do all of my consults online. I'm physically located in St. Paul, Minnesota, but I feel so lucky every day that I can practice online and do my consults online because I can help people from all over the place. I don't ship remedies internationally, unfortunately. So I keep my clientele to the United States, but there's really no barrier in terms of me being able to see just about anyone. That's really awesome. I think that's happened with a lot of people with this COVID pandemic situation Mm -hmm. is that as humans, we adapt and we've actually, I've already seen it in the past year. I feel like there's been a lot of like positive evolution in the way we are connecting with each other and the way you're able to um, find solutions and find healing opportunities remote and virtually and work remote. And I just, I feel like as many terrible things have happened with the COVID situation, a lot of great things have come out of it. And you being able to virtually connect with people who need healing is a blessing. That's incredible. I'm so happy that that's an option for us. So just give me one little rundown of where can we find you again? I know you've told us your Instagram, but again, what is your Instagram handle, your website, just so everyone can know exactly where to get you. Yeah. On Instagram, the enlightened homeopath, uh, website is hoaglandhomeopathy.com. And I have a Facebook page, Jenny Hoagland classical homeopath, and also a group, a free group where I do a lot of mini trainings on how to use remedies acutely at home. So if you're interested in starting to just dip your toes in and learn a little bit how to use remedies for this or that, watch some of my free videos. The, the Facebook group is called homeopathy enthusiasts with Jenny Hoagland. Check it out. It's a really good resource. That is awesome. You are such a great teacher. You are a wealth of knowledge. You are in my eyes. You're just this master healer. I know you don't want to take that credit, well. <laughs> but I'll just, I think you are, I think you're incredible. And just through this conversation alone, you have shown me that I am just, my mind is so conformed to the way of regular societal thinking of conventional medicine, the way I've even asked you questions. I'm like, wait, I need to like break out of that mold. I need to expand my mind. So thank you for helping me expand and shift my perspective a little bit. I feel like every day we can always help each other evolve and grow and expand and open our minds. And so the fact that you've done that for me, I'm sure you've done that for a lot of the listeners today. So I really appreciate it. I'm so happy you could join me today on the Natural Mama podcast. I'm just so thrilled with everything you've shared with us today. And I look forward to learning more from you. Thank you so much, Claire. The pleasure has been mine. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of the Natural Mama podcast. No need for FOMO. Be sure to hit subscribe so you can be the first to listen to each episode once it's fresh off the press. Follow me on Instagram at Natural Mama Podcast, where you can stay updated and send me a DM with any questions, comments, or suggestions of topics you'd like to hear more about. Help me reach other women just like you by sharing, rating, or reviewing this podcast. Remember, we as women and mothers can truly make a difference in changing the narrative of pregnancy, childbirth, and motherhood.